0: Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Hello, Jill. Hello. Um, so I have a bit of an affliction that's <laughs> been happening <laughs> that I'm noticing, which is I, you know, I'm pretty good about not getting caught on social media, like not just spending hours and hours and hours scrolling, generally, but recently. I've found that I've been doing more of it and I'll get into like a black hole. Like I'll I'll, you know, start scrolling and then I can't like I it's not that I can't stop. It's that it's actually entertaining and I just kinda it's like watching a Netflix show. Like I just want to keep going. Well and, so is it that you're actually
1: are you is it because you're looking for something or something intrigues you because something is drawing you in further?
0: Generally, well, it's a little of both. Um it's a little of both. But generally it's just, it's like my brain is bored. So it clicks on that fricking icon. And then I just start like looking at all the stories of people who I follow. And, I, and sometimes that'll take me down like a different path, but I know I'm doing it. Like I'm sitting, I'm conscious. I'm like, this is bad. Like you need to get out of Instagram <laughs> like right now. Um, and sometimes I will do that. But like, for example, this week, it's not that I spent all my time on Instagram, but i I had this assignment I had to do and I was procrastinating because I just really it was like an uncomfortable thing to do and I just didn't want to write it and I just was like it was just I just didn't want to do it and so I found every possible thing to do other than sit my butt down and write that thing and finally I set myself a deadline by setting up a meeting with somebody who was gonna review it I was like I'm setting up a meeting so that Basically for the half hour before that meeting I crammed. Anyways, but part of my procrastination was just get like just sitting on my freaking phone. I gotta stop.
1: Yeah, it's you know, I'm actually proud of myself because I don't spend that much time, which I don't know helps my account or not, but I I can't do it anymore. It's just too time consuming. And then you start going like, Oh my god, why well you don't do this, but I'm like, how come they're getting more uh, are comparing you know and it like I'm and then I have to stop myself because I'm like I, I like don't want to do that it doesn't matter I like what I'm doing whatever Instagram is its own beast who knows yeah. things work and no you know what I mean
0: yeah you know what it's funny I we have our our school um, our kids school had like a, a zoom night with uh, like a technology and teens expert and she had some really interesting things to say. Like you're sort of expecting to hear the, like, just limit your kid's screen time, blah, blah, blah. Like just motherhood and apple pie stuff. But, um, but she said, there are a few things that were really interesting and and you guys may already know this and you probably already know this Tara. I had no idea, but the algorithms, and I don't know if this is platform specific, if it's like specifically TikTok, but I think not, um, the algorithms are set up for basically two, for two purposes. One is for comparison to basically make you feel like a piece of shit so that you know, gra- it's gradually. So at the beginning, when you start looking at things, it's closer to what like you are like, and then it starts to kind of pull you closer, farther and farther away from that. And so you start to feel kind of shitty about yourself. And for some reason that keeps you coming back. Um, And so that's one. The other thing that they do is they basically, and you know this probably better than I do, but they take you down this path where it's like, let's say you're looking at, you know, fitness stuff. You're looking at fitness stuff and gradually over time, it'll start to feed you like healthy eating stuff. And then over time, it'll start to feed, feed you calorie counting stuff. And then you might be drawn into like an anorexia, you know, forum or whatever and so what this expert said was, you know, she, she actually talked a lot about some of the, the positive benefits of technology for some kids. Um, but she said, you know, I, the biggest thing I would say is just limit the amount of time per sitting. So it's unrealistic to think that you can completely rip the devices away from your kids and not have them be on technology because so much of their school days on technology. Um, but she said less than 15 minutes in a sitting is best. She's like, I'd rather my kids spend, you know, four 15 minute chunks spread out throughout the day than one, one hour chunk because it, cause she had, she has these interns who actually like sign up for accounts and watch how this behavior happens. She's right. like at the 15 minute mark, that's when they start to kind of move into these more, you know, harmful places. <laughs> So trying to limit it and not giving it enough time to feed you content that's going to be bad for you is what you should be trying to do with your kids.
1: I actually, I only give myself 15 minutes. So I'll I'll start a little bit like engaging, I'll post and then I'll engage more and I will, and then I'm done because like, but I go on multiple times through the day, but that's it because it is true. I mean, all this is so true, and it's so terrible. It's just bad. It's so bad, and you know they do say that girls, teenage girls, have a hot. There's just a lot of depression with teenage girls, and it's because you know when this stuff is happening, they're so impressionable and insecure in a lot of ways. So then you're feeding them exactly what they like, what you want. And I know this is off the topic, but I (laughs) I needed a new probiotic, Mm -hmm. and so. I know, but there's a point. And so I found, you know, so I'm Googling, but I also people had told me, so I'm like researching a little, like what probiotic has to be gluten-free, blah, blah, blah. So I find it, I order it. What do you think? For three days straight, I'm getting Facebook, yeah, Instagram. And it's like that stuff scares me. Yeah. Sometimes you'll even be talking about something. And then your Facebook will come up. Like, I don't know. We were talking about going on a trip. And then all of a sudden, Spain is like on my
0: Facebook. That is so funny. You know what? I That's so funny. Sophie and I were driving back from dance one night. And we were talking about baking something. And I was like, and she had her phone in her lap. And I was like, you know, what about it? I, I forgot what it was. it was like a chocolate brownie or something. And we were talking about chocolate brownies, and she and she's like, yeah, that sounds good. So we finished the discussion. She opens her phone, and she's like, oh, my God, there's a chocolate brownie recipe right here. And I was like, okay, we're going to test this. So we then started talking about something completely random, like ballet. We're like ballet shoes, ballet tutus, ballet shows. We just like started talking about it to see if it would feed her ballet stuff. I'm like, is your phone listening to you? <laughs> you no. did not
1: it is crazy though. I hate that so much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is bad and and it's not going to go away. It's just not going to go away. It's just how do you manage it? Yeah. And now Instagram, you know, from a business perspective, that's all they want. They want you to pay to play in every way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was with some like people last night and they were saying, yeah, you know, when we all started, it was so not like this. And now it's, you can't get any movement unless you pay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they've capped it off, you know? Pressing. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> we went way off topic here. But yeah, kids shouldn't be on that much. My kids don't really like it. So that's, that's good. I mean, they do go on TikTok, which is not great.
0: Yeah, TikTok is bad. I mean, yeah. I think TikTok is really bad. I know, I know. Um, so we were going to talk about with our remaining few minutes, uh, yes. <laughs> is the customer always right? And, um, it's so funny. I have so many thoughts on this, having run a retail business and, and non-retail businesses, um, and having been a customer and, uh, just, I just, I don't know. I have so many thoughts, but what do you think? Do you think the customer's always right Blank on a blanket statement? <laughs> You know, I think in it, it
1: not always. No, I don't. I think that as a sir, I provide a service, and so I do want to make my customers very happy, and I'm happy when they're happy. And there are times when sometimes they're not right, and and so it's just what it is. I I can't make it right if it's not. Yeah. So I think it just depends. But I I try to make them feel as though they're always right. (laughs) Yeah. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think that is the key. If they're paying you money. So like when I used to run a retail business, we had customers walk in, you know, they pay us money for a service or a product. And even if they're not right, they're paying you money. So they're right. And so you have to make it seem like they're right. And so that, that for me, that's the trickiest part because, You know, and I learned this, my team used to tell me to go lock myself in the office and not be near the customers because my, I would start to debate, right? (laughs) So, and I know my mother can tell a lot of stories about this when she used to come into the restaurant I was working at as a teenager and I would be fighting with the customers. (laughs) But you know, you have to make it seem like they're, like they're right. And, and you got to also realize it's not a personal thing. Like you just let them be right and move on and it's going to be annoying and you're going to, your pride's going to be hurt or whatever for like a day, but just move on. Yeah. Uh, I
1: I stopped you really fast. I think what you said, don't personalize it is really important. I think sometimes, you know, even I get caught up in personalizing things because you you're a human being and yeah. like the reaction is human, but yeah. you have to remember that it's just business.
0: Right. And I think, you know, like the business I was running is a nail nail business where you're, it's mostly women. And so you're talking to another woman and that woman is upset and you've been in her shoes and you know, you know, that her manicure doesn't look good or whatever. Um, but the one thing I will say is I, as a customer, I cannot stand when I think I'm being handled. You know, when you call yes. like a customer service line and they like, they're like, oh, like they just give you, they, they just tell you this bullshit. And they' and it's like, they're reading from a script and I'm like, okay, you're handling me now. Like, and I think that, I honestly think that some of the best customer service I've had are people who are just like, oh my God, that sucks. I can't believe that happened to you. I totally get it. Even if they don't totally get it. Just But right. just being like a normal person versus yeah. a customer robot, customer service robot. And I'll say Saks Fifth Avenue. I had a, a situation there with a dress and they were awesome on the phone. Like just, I just remember that conversation being like, I, wow, I can't believe that happened. I remember that too. And that was very good. That was great customer service. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important to be like to, respectful. They're paying you. They, whether or not they're objectively right, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They are owed the service that was promised to them. And you gotta, you gotta make it right. And you gotta not um, condescend. Right. And, you know, like
1: for me, sometimes doesn't happen that often because people want to return something and um and even if it looks good maybe they just don't want it and yeah. it, to return things sometimes is a pain but I don't care like that's fine and they'll you know they get worried like I'm not gonna like want to return and I'm like listen I, it has it's just clothing like it doesn't have any meaning it's totally fine like you know but people get
0: like nervous about that Okay, so I have a technical question. If you're working for someone, like you're styling them and you're charging, let's say, by the hour. I don't know if you have packages, but let's say you charge by the hour. Would you charge them to return?
1: Yeah. So it depends. You know, if like they have multiple return if it's a whole return situation, yeah. Probably. But typically it's like an item that they just Yeah. Or Um, but sometimes when I go to people's homes, let's just say they ordered from Saks online and they don't want to pay. They used to have a restocking fee when you return from Saks. I don't, I don't know if they have it anymore. So anyways, they would ask me to go do the returns because I'm always at Saks. So that, in that regard, I would charge them because that's my time. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I just want the customer to be happy. So if I were to charge them for, to do a return, it's like, really? I mean, it's just a return.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you all have any thoughts on customers being right or wrong. or you
1: want to return anything, let me know.
0: (laughs) If you buy anything to have returned later, let Tara know. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts jean shorts, short
1: shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, beaded
0: shorts, running shorts, board shorts.